Hello everybody, welcome to the Hot Box Show episode 199. Yes, you heard it, looks wow. like Dale is starting to celebrate that amazing number. Mm -hmm. um, wow, wow, yeah, we can't believe it, we got to 199 after that very first show. Um, the Thursday, just at the end of the the trial of the plant in 2017. So Wasn't the first one on a Sunday afternoon actually? Maybe it was. I think the first one, remember. and it was the only one, but I think with the very yeah. first one was a Sunday afternoon. Literally everyone going... <laughs> <laughs> and nearly all of us were there for that very first one, and we're still here. And round the table with me tonight, we've got Dale, Miss Dale, Dan the Grow Man, Joe, our favorite executive producer of the Hotbox Show. <laughs> very nice to have you here with us again on our Thursday night. Live and unpredictable from the Hotbox Studio at the Jazz Bar. Now this week, a curious thing happened. The International Narcotics Control Bureau tried to sneak up one up on us. They tried to sneak around the port corner and publish some guidelines about our favourite plant without uh, consulting with civil society. So this came as quite a big thing and it's a very big deal for Fields of Green, so that's what we're going to be speaking about tonight amongst other things. Mm. We're speaking about arrests around the world because, you know, everybody thinks everything in South Africa is in such a mess. I promise You're you. You're not alone. We are not yeah. alone. We are not alone. Just like there are Omicron variants of the, <laughs> of the virus all around the world, it's not just in South Africa where our drug policy is a mess. Mm. Um, people yes. are being arrested and given long sentences all the way around the world. Mm. But on our half five tonight, we're going to be uh, joined by Kenzie, who is beaming in from Barcelona, Spain, because him and I have been working quite closely together with activists around the world on this whole INCB sneaking one up. Oh, I can't say that. Sneaking, sneaking one, up. one up on us, <laughs> um, which is a big deal when it comes to comes to drug policy. So. There's all sorts of things. Uh, drug policy is complicated, and one of the things that's very close to our hearts is the Dhaka Private Club. And um, obviously, it always comes into policy when we speak about it. So, Joe came up with a really interesting poll. So, please go and vote in our poll on Facebook. And it is around the policy around Dhaka Private Clubs. So, do you think cannabis clubs, cannabis social clubs, private clubs for the consumption, cultivation, and trade in cannabis um, would be too burdensome to administrate. Sorry, I Do felt you like think... using long words today. Oh, no. was, <laughs> like a half an hour of intelligence and then it faded. Joe's usually the one that's, uh, that's not coping with that's, English. That's on the topic of yeah. even law enforcement and yeah. them, them trying to still have that hold on us. Mm. Exactly. Still trying to limit us on how much we can grow and consume. Yeah. yeah. And where are those harms? That's something else that we're going to be touching on, is those all-important so-called harms of cannabis. So in our poll on Facebook, please go and vote. Do you think the whole administration of cannabis clubs will be too burdensome for our government? Is it too much for them? Is it too much for them to try and police the whole thing? Because I'm sure that's one to do. Mm. Yes, especially if the final laws do not remove the police from the realm of our plant. That's option number one. So yes, it is going to be burdensome if it still involves the police. 
Number two is, no, it shouldn't be harder than any type of other type of private club. Do they police golf clubs? I wonder. I wonder. And <laughs> oh, imagine they're policing golf clubs. golf balls yeah. into the club. You are, you're hitting too many golf balls into the gardens of people around the club or some other harms, you know. Like and you you're see a full red going down at the local um, retirement home bowling club. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. for private members only. To see that they're not um, selling illicit booze or something out of the bowls club. Yeah, I mean, moonshine. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you can make it as complicated as you want. And our third option in our poll is maybe it depends on how cumbersome the final laws will be. Yeah, exactly. So there's three options on this burdensomeness of campus social clubs for you to vote on in our poll. But I think one of the reasons why I am um, struggling a bit with English this evening is because Dan gave me a little taste of... Uh, is I think what was it? Wedding cake. Beach wedding. Beach wedding. Beach wedding. Beach wedding. Um, which makes one just a little bit tongue tied. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of lank dank, what have we got on the lank dank table tonight? Well, we've got a lank dank bud, which is called KFC, which is King Fudge Cake. cake. Fudge cake. Fudge cake. <laughs> Can you see it's, it's contagious? Fudge cake. Yeah. So. I had a taste of it earlier and it's really nice. It's kind of like mango-y. Mango-y, huh? Mm. Does anyone so know sweet. the grower? It made me very and how and what? Yeah, so it comes from um, Pot Valley Genetics oh, wow. in the UK. That smells yeah. like mango, like straight up mango. Yeah, it tastes it's yeah, it's dense crazy. as absolutely can be. It's like really, really dense. It's mm. like sticky. You can feel like the resin on the plant. You can actually feel that it's not like dry. It's like, and it's not wet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... It's well, it's about six months cured, I would say. Wow. And I would say it was the best plant in the Jazz Farm Garden um, in the 20 That absolutely harvest. smells amazing. The yeah. mango micrine terpene on this plant here is really, really good dry farm. So. No. You so, smoke it and it, it feels like you're eating a mango. It's, it's really awesome. crazy. Okay. Yeah. You should eat right. a mango too because apparently if you eat mangoes and you smoke weed, it heightens the yes. effect of it. That's but be prepared to go to sleep. So that's exactly, so that's ex so exactly that. So see, this here is definitely an indica because it has a micrine terpene profile. Yes. Ah, okay. If it had a pinene terp terp profile, that would make it more sativary. Or any citrus terpene. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, that's interesting. So that's yeah. how it actually yeah. works in terms of what, you th what people think of the effects of indica sativa. It's it's not because the leaf is fat and the one's thin. That doesn't yeah. make any difference. It's just it's it's the the looks like and it's, it's not that the the TAC is not different. It's not the CBD is not different. CBD is not different. The only difference between a indica and a sativa is the turf profile. Turf profile. Oh, turf profile effect. exactly is yeah. what's going to yeah. change your feeling. Because we kind of try and not use that indica sativa whole thing because people have the wrong idea. Yes, but yes. I've never heard of those two terms being tied to terpenes. Mm. Yeah, so then we can carry on using those If we those use it with regards to the, yeah. the effect of, of the plant rather than what it looks like while it's still growing. Exactly. Yes, effect-wise. Exactly. Yeah. And we've also got some shatter here. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's pretty. That's gold. It's cold. Cold. Yeah, you guys got to check yeah. this out. Yeah. Well, there it is. There we go. Oh, nice. shatter. Nice. One could make stained glass windows out of that. Yes. <laughs> that would be really hey? cool. It's so pretty, I could shatter myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to taste that. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's the like joint shatter. That's okay. the people roll into swarms and stick into joints. Ooh. Ah. 
we do that. One plus one yeah, equals stone. Okay, let's have a stone. quiche fudge cake cross shatter worm spliff. Okay. Yes, that sounds very cool while we speak about um, serious issues of drug policy. <laughs> so get, to get back to the whole INCB thing, um, it's very interesting that the latest head of the INCB is actually um, a South African who used to be in the old apartheid regime's SANAB, South African Narcotics Something Bureau. During apartheid, there was this terrible drug squad called SANAB, and they used to send people to awful, awful boot camp rehabs for years. Mm. And, the religious um, ones. Mm. And in the days when the guys all used to have to go to the army, uh, they used to deal with drug issues in the army very, yeah. very, very harshly. So the head of the INCB at the moment, which is at the International Narcotics Control Bureau, control, you know, they've got to have control over everything. Um, Bureau sounds so 1940s as well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Uh, but while the while the, the INCB is not necessarily um, the UN per se, it is an agency of the UN, uh, and they work very closely together with the UN. It is an independent body to a certain extent. Now the big hoo ha this week was all about the INCB drawing up international cannabis guidelines. So if you imagine our manifesto, the INCB are making like a, a set of guidelines and they'll set them out just like our manifesto for all the countries to follow for their drug policy or for their cannabis policy. But they've not consulted civil society. So that is what all the hoo-ha is about and it is absolutely mirrored here in South Africa. Yes. They're not listening to us. They're not reading our manifesto. They're not looking at the evidence. We're not going to get evidence-based policy. Not enough evidence, not enough research, but yeah. it's all done. It is all done. But they don't, they're not looking at it, no? So that is why we brought, um, we're bringing in Kenzie. How are we doing there? Yeah, we're trying to get Michael in. We're bringing in Kenzie on the Zoom to tell us what led, how did they find out about this and what led to us all signing onto this letter this week. So there was 182 NGOs from around the world, from 56 countries, who signed onto this letter to implore the INCB to speak to us, to show us their evidence, and to really not publish these guidelines, particularly people in developing countries, and particularly people in the Global South because this is going to affect all of us. Our government love, love quoting the INCB and saying, you know, we have to follow the INCB guidelines. Well, the INCB are not listening to us. Our government aren't listening to us. So it was very, very necessary to create this bit of a stink. And then, as it turned out, we, uh, we sent... All the, we got all the sign-ons for the letters. I say we, well, Kenzie and a whole lot of other activists. Shout out to Manu Kadi from New Zealand, who, who really worked hard with Kenzie mm. on the letter. And also Florent from um, uh, the friend, French Normal. And everybody who's on our international telegram groups uh, really rallied everything together to get this, this sign-on thing. And then next week, they are having a big meeting in the UN, in Vienna, 
I'm not sure how many people will be attending it in Vienna because they've got um, the vaccine mandate there. But we'll all, we'll all be watching online. And, um, and yeah, they're having this meeting. And because Fields of Green for All has got ECOSOC status, we've got clout. Yeah. So the, act, the international activists approached us and asked if we would please send the letter to the Secretary General of the UN to say that we want this to be discussed next week. Wow. They call it an intercessional meeting, so it's not the big CMD, which happens every March, but they then have uh, two or three inter intercessionals during the year. So this morning, I'm very, very proud to say that Fields of Green for All penned their first letter addressed directly to the United Nations Secretary-General, wow. um, Antonio Guaterres. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. And this afternoon we got acknowledgement of receipt Yo. of oh the letter. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Things so we were really, that is we really, were really um, very chuffed because it's the first time we've uh, used our ECOSOC status at the UN, you know, we only got it in June. Um, no, that's what ECOSOC status hear, is. Can you hear that? Hmm? I can hear a certain Russ Yellow Man screaming. Uh, <laughs> fire. fire! All the way from yeah. down there. <laughs> so just to take a step back, what is ECOSOC status? Yes. So the United Nations Economic and Social Council has a, a, a status that they give to NGOs that represent uh, work on the ground all over the world uh, and every year hundreds of, of NGOs apply because it can it gives you a voice you are allowed to raise questions you're allowed to uh, participate you're allowed to if you go to Vienna you're allowed to speak in person um, it gives you a certain status you have to have been established for over three years you've got to um, Present them with all of your financials since the beginning for every single year that you've been open. Um, you've got to have it pretty run a pretty watertight ship. Mm -hmm. And so it took us about three or four years to get our ECOSOC status, but eventually they, they gave us the nod. Wow. Yeah. It's quite an accomplishment. Yeah. I remember when you started. When we started with it, oh, was so, yeah. It was so many years ago. It was. It was about, yeah, yeah. I think three and a half, four years yeah. ago. Yeah. So now we're sitting, sending letters directly to the big man himself. Yeah. So do we have Kenzie on the uh, blower? Michael. Michael. Okay. Yay. Hello, Michael. Can you he hear us? He's, he's muted. Ah, oh, I think you've got it. What you smoking, Brew? You've got it on mute. Ah, hello. It, it feels very much like the other side of the planet right now. Is it there? Mm -hmm. I'm here. <laughs> Are you there? Okay, so we just got a hassle with our speakers. I, I'm struggling to understand you, so uh, maybe if you have a question, you can put it in the chat. Okay. Are you struggling to hear us? Well, struggling to understand, yeah. Okay. I so, can hear that pretty clearly. <laughs> so, Michael, so, Michael, tell us from your perspective about the events of this week and why this was an important thing to do. Absolutely. So, uh, the, the biggest thing about this is that I, 
I would say most cannabis activists around the world that read these uh, reports, that read this release, will say, oh, wow, look at that. The International Narcotics Control Board, I, I think I've heard of them. I know I've heard of the United Nations, and they're doing something about cannabis. And I knew nothing about it. And that's the problem. You know, uh, nothing about us without us, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, uh, We've been following this process, and we weren't all that happy when we were following it very closely. We put in an intervention uh, about, what was it, six or seven months back now, uh, maybe eight months back, where we were complaining about the bias and the, and the overstepping of the mission that the INCB had conducted in their initial guideline draft, which went way off their purpose you know they were they were telling countries how how to do cannabis industry which is not in their purview at all i mean they they take care of the paperwork at the un so that when a country uh uses medicine it's very seamless with other countries that use medicine and it works as a world system that, that's their job and another job of theirs is to help the world health organization ensure medicinal access they, they don't do a lot of that uh, on cannabis. And then finally, their job is to answer questions and to help countries understand the treaties, not to tell the countries what to do. That's not their job. Yep. And they actually got yelled at that by countries a couple weeks ago during a big committee, that they, a committee meeting that they had at the UN. They actually, the International Archives Control Board got scolded for going off of their mission and actually getting into the work that countries are supposed to be doing. So we're not the only ones, I guess, yelling at the International Narcotics Control Board, but what we're saying is rather unique. We're saying that we're stakeholders, we're citizens of the world that are working with cannabis at the grassroots level and at the industrial level and at the grass tops level, and we demand to be heard, and we demand to be part of a process that is going to affect our lives forever. You know, the, these uh, processes in the UN while they're not binding, a lot of countries lean on that and they listen to them and they follow those guidelines. So, you know, this is really important that we get this right. And it's really important that they know we're paying attention. And 181 NGOs from uh, 56 countries, I think the total count was, is pretty impressive. And that's a pretty impressive voice. That shows them that we are watching them, uh, even if we can't see them. <laughs> Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Krawitz coming to you from Roanoke, Virginia in the United States of America. I just realized that we didn't even introduce our old friend Michael, who um, has been working at the United, Nas uh, United Nations and WHO level since the mid-90s. And I'll never forget, Michael, uh, you saying to Jules, we were in Vienna and Jules was saying, how can't they get on with it already? How long is it taking? It's, this is just really ridiculous. And then Michael turning around and saying to Jules, no, if you saw where we were in the mid-90s and where we are now in 2020 was when we had this conversation, he said, you'll see we have actually come a very, very long way. But it's with, without activism like what happened this week. I mean, we pulled together those 182 countries, 182 signatures from 56 countries in two days. Yeah. Hey, Michael, um, we need to yep. pull it together really quickly. Yep.
Three days, two and a half, three days. <laughs> but, but do you think their, their proposition is just going to be an easy solution for some countries who don't want to deal too much with the cannabis um, reform issue? Did you hear that? Do you think it's going um, to, to accept the INCB guidelines is just a cop-out on a part of a lot of the countries? <coughs> Say one more time, I'm sorry. Okay. Do you think that countries will use the INCB guidelines as a cop-out to just to have lazy drug policy? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a, a cop-out, uh, but, but it would definitely be used by countries. I mean, the, the, the member states, the countries' leadership, they do take guidance from the United Nations on drug policy. And, and in fact, that's the way it's intended to be. I mean, you, you have to realize that when, and you've seen this for yourself, when we're at the United Nations, the diplomats often don't know a lot about drug policy. Uh, often there's an expert somewhere in the mix of a national delegation, but they're not always at the meetings, at the UN even. And the United Nations Drug Control Program, it's not an entity that is you know, paid by nations to go and enforce drug laws. It doesn't work that way. That's yeah. the way maybe other things at the UN work, but it doesn't work that way. The United Nations Drug Control Program, all the countries actually run the drug control. They do it themselves. And, and uh, the little uh, programmatic you know, entities, the United Nations Drug Control Program, uh, United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, United Nations, the International Narcotics Control Board, all these things are supposed to support member states and they actually work for the member states. And they're supposed to be the expertise. They're the ones that work all year long on drugs. They report back to the member states. They actually go into these countries and do data collection and tell them, many countries count on the, on the United Nations Drug Control Program actually tell them what's going on in their own country with regard to drugs because they're the ones doing the data collection they're the ones doing the research so yeah. they're definitely in a position to uh give guidance and have that guidance be, be heated and i don't think it's a cop-out i think it's actually you know part of a, a pretty well-oiled machine but when it gives bad advice <clears throat> that's that becomes a problem for us and this is, I think, that case. Uh, and in fact, I would go one step further that, you know, it's just worth saying that the entire international drug control treaty is outdated. If it was ever fit to purpose, it's certainly outdated now. Yeah. And yeah. I think that when we pull cannabis out of the mix, when we pull coca out of the mix, when we pull poppy out of the mix, and the peoples of the world get these plants back to use the way they were supposed to, which will help reduce the death and the mayhem out there and reduce the crime and the criminal element out there. That's just the first step, yeah. because the second step is to go back to the United Nations and work with them to try to figure out how to protect the public from dangerous substances that are the byproduct of the endless effort to produce new pharmaceutical drugs. And that's really what the UN was all about. It's about protecting the public from the damage done by the chemicals that are being used to produce pharmaceutical drugs. And if we can actually do that and keep carfentanil and keep, you know, uh, these horrible drugs off the street that just uh, 
the tiny dab will kill you. Um, that actually is in our common interest. So they, they've never heard that from us. This is something that they're going to be hearing in the next year or two and got to be stunned because they think that we're on the other side of drugs. They think we want heroin to be sold in soda machines at the high school. And they're nuts. So that's the kind of the divide between us that we need to fill. And, you know, the United Nations program, I think, serves a, a useful function for all of us. But only if it tells the truth, only if it's guided by evidence, and only if it's on a mission that will actually support, you know, the human race and the sustainability goals and all the law, you know, laudable ideas that the that this system has. Absolutely, Michael. I couldn't have put it better. And I think that uh, those of you that are watching, do yourself a favor, and. Um, and once this is posted up on our YouTube channel, go back and just listen to what Michael was saying again, because that is our mission as Fields of Green for All um, uh, on, the, on the international <coughs> level, because the mission is the same on the international level as it is on the, on the local level. And um, we're basically being dictated to by people who don't really know anything. As Michael was saying, the INCB, those people are meant to be the experts. And one of the things, you can go to our website and look at our blog, um, that is a repost of fart.net's blog about this whole affair. And you can read the demands that we actually set out in the letter. And that is for the INCB to actually come and visit member states more regularly, um, which I think is really important. They've been circling around Southern Africa recently, but they haven't been to South Africa. We would like to meet the INCB delegation and we would like to meet them together with South African delegation. So um, that, folks, is the latest uh, exciting international news. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. I've got no idea what time of day it is there in Virginia, but thank you for uh, joining us at such a short notice. And we love you so much and keep fighting. Yeah. Like a, Cheers. Uh -huh. Thank you very much. Thank you. So this has turned Hello, out. Love you. Uh, this has turned out to be quite a sort of um, I don't know what you call it, fighting kind of episode. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, we had a bit of we went a bit of sort of la la land in the expo. <laughs> uh, you go to the expo and they weren't talking about the expo and the various products from the expo and everything. But I think we sort of grounded ourselves this week with all of these stories that we've yeah. got around with CBD yeah. and N. Yeah. Which is our weekly news slot here on the Hotbox Show. Remember to like, share, and subscribe there. We always forget to we always do, do the thing. We but like, I we've see got the that thing that pops up on the yeah, side otherwise. We've got the <laughs> pop-up side thing, so maybe we don't have to say it so much. It's, uh, it always feels a little bit kind of... But don't forget to vote from the poll. Oh, yes. Do you think cannabis clubs are too difficult to police? There's three options there on Facebook only. So, in this week's CBDNN, we were quite a chock-a-block one, actually. Mm. So, talking about international things about cannabis, the first one we're talking about is a Brit was jailed in, jailed in Dubai over CBD vape oil. Uh, he had a sentence cut from 25 to 10 years. So, let's just start off with that. 25 years they punched him for having CBD vape oil. 
Four cartridges. Four apparently. little Four. cartridges. Yeah. So a British football coach who has who was handed a 25-year sentence in a Dubai prison after being found with four bottles of CBD vape oil has had his sentence reduced to 10 years on appeal. Basically, the Dubai, D Dubai authorities took a signed confession from the football coach, but the 24-year-old said he was coerced into agreeing to the document, which is also which was sorry, which was also written in Arabic, a, lang a language he cannot speak, read, or write. As a result, Mr. Hood was charged with trafficking the oil and given a far harsh, harsher punishment than expected. So, first of all, like, Ooh. why did you sign it if you can't read it? You should have demanded yeah. it, I think. But obviously, in a state, in a, imagine being locked up in oh, in that position where you're now you're in a foreign, foreign country, country with a foreign language, and they're shouting at you saying you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail, and you're like, oh my god, I just want to just, I just want well, to do no, the right thing. No, put you in front of a firing squad or something. No, Literally, that's how bad probably spent most of that interrogation in pure tears, in actual I'm sure he was panic, petrified tears. Basically, it says what so it says here. Um, Rada Sir Sterling, chief executive of, De of Detained in Dubai, a group which is lobbying for Mr. Hood's release, said the UAE has just claimed they will eliminate prison sentences for foreigners found to be in possession of TAC products, opting for deportation instead. But this law does not come into effect until January 2022 and may not apply retro retroactively. So he got 10 years wow. because he's two months away. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. He was too early. Yeah. It's such, a, it's such yeah. a shame. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's almost like our constitutional court judgment. Every, everybody uh, thought that when that judgment came by, you know, was handed mm. down in the court, they thought cannabis became less harmful then. Mm. You know, mm. there, it's weird the way that now the courts were. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so they might not apply it retroactively because that's another CBD and, and story about. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're quite harsh with those with their laws in, in UAE. I mean, here they're saying yeah. if they're even in possession of TAC products, they've now they've brought it down a bit. But then in the next story that we have, the next one says the UAE eases drug laws. No more jail for those bringing in THC. So this basically says the new law published Sunday in the UAE's official gazette says people carrying food, drinks and other items with cannabis into the country will no longer land in prison if it's their first time. Instead, authorities yeah. will confiscate and destroy the products. So, the law marks a noteworthy change for one of the world's most restrictive nations when it comes to importing common drugs for personal use. From cannabis to over-the-counter medications like narcotics, sedatives and amphetamines. Not long ago, you would have got yeah. the death sentence. So, that's yeah. the thing. So, basically, then this is in Dubai they're talking of. I think it's in Dubai. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, like we are saying, it's a through port. People coming from one country to the next country, they must be arresting many people. I mean, this guy got caught just by having it on him, but he was in Dubai, he was in the actual... In the city. In I the believe city. he'd moved there. Yeah, yes, he lived there. Yeah. But then when they there. say UAE, that's a few different countries. Yes. That's like yeah. Qatar and Saudi Actually, Arabia so have, exactly, and all of that. So all yeah. of those places. So all of those places yeah. have now lifted it, but it doesn't help the poor British oak. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember years back when I heard of this also, uh, some Brit was traveling from Amsterdam, he went via UAE, I think it was via Dubai, mm. and they knew his tra his travel route was from Amsterdam, and they said to him, well, we suspect that you are carrying cannabis. Mm. Yeah. But they tested him, and because he became a positive, they, he got jail sentence. He was carrying it in his yeah. bloodstream. I was absolutely Smuggling. shocked when I saw that story. That scared yeah. me for life. I'll never yeah. go through that airport ever again. I'll never go again. through there. No, no. no. Life is far too short for that. You have a choice. Yeah. It's only a few grand more exactly. if you're flying to Europe too. No, yeah. It's a few grand versus your life. 
Yeah. 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 No, exactly. But then there was a the poor guy in KZN. Hey, he was given ten years, but he was caught with two and a half tons of cannabis. Am I jumping the gun? I think so. As those two. Cool. Yeah. So. Okay, so am I going through the rest of also? Yeah, just, oh, the, just okay, those cool. last two. Yeah, so, so we've got a whole lot of busts lined The next up. headline. Yeah, yeah. British rapper Nines has been jailed for importing 28 cages of cannabis into the UK from Poland and Spain. Mm. The chart top musician, real name Courtney Freckleton, 31, and Jason Thompson have both given 20-month sentence. 28-month mm. sentence. Um, what it's saying here is, authorities believe Freckleton and Thompson carried out an elaborate scheme to get cannabis into the UK. The two used Bitcoin to purchase a huge stash of illicit, can illicit cannabis overseas, then arranged it to have it hidden in boilers coming from Poland. Ah, so they were smuggling. just doing old smuggling. Good old smuggling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was that yeah, story. Mr. Nice would have been proud of them. Sorry yes. about the 20 months. But you yeah. know what? I think that in the UK, I have a friend who did jail time in the UK. I think he did about 18 months. Mm. Well, he got about 18 months. But after about three months, they let him out with an ankle bracelet. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's like sitting mm. in, in Sun City no. here for us I think this South is Africa. not his first time there. Yeah. Oh, this guy, it's not his it's first not time. It's not his first time, yeah. and he also got caught laundering before. Oui. So. And then the last uh, one, yeah, okay. the last one says, KZN man arrested twice for drug dealing handed a 10-year prison sentence. Yeah, that's, yeah. Emmanuel yeah. Lila, 56, was sentenced last Thursday to the Cape Camperdown Regional Court for 10 years, direct in prison for dealing in drugs. Uh, the Hawks, basically, was arrested, said that, well, that he was arrested in April and October. With so twice? Twice, with a total of 898 kilograms of dacha. Yes. Wow. He said he received information about a man you know who was transporting dacha from Swaziland to Northern Cape. Yeah. He yeah. was arrested in Peter Maritzburg. So, yeah. They're stealing the food off the table with busts like that. Yeah. I mean, that okay. Is, you're that is literally what's yeah, happening. Yeah, literally taking the food off the table. Rand. I mean, you know? huh? like that guy was going to get oh, a million please. for that. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That was enough exactly. to see the family through the, fa families the, 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 the families through mm. the next season yeah. until the next mm. one yeah. or at least through the quarter yeah. of the season. You know, at the end of the day, that's how they roll. How can you, we, we, yeah. we find it so crazy that you can just take that away from them. Not Ten years for each yeah. count and he must serve them concurrently. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's just really, it's just really, really sad um, because... Okay, we could say you can't, you can't, you shouldn't be transporting so much at one time. Like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. But the thing is, when resources are low, and there's a chance Lockdowns of a truck, yeah. and whatever and whatever, and you can get it all in once, it costs you ten times the mm. petrol to do ten things. Or you have a spotter bucky in the mm. front or something like that. Maybe the spotter bucky guy's snitching to the cops, and the cops are going to pay him, and you know, you don't know. You never know. You, know. you never know. I just feel very sorry for those families, and sorry, Mr. Dalila, that you've got to go, spend so much time in jail, and we hope we can get you out soon. Yeah, yeah. that's horrible. Yeah. yeah, that's really, really horrible. So, <laughs> there you have it. I mean, we had the, the UK guys, we had the KZN guys, it's, um, and the INCB. That's it. Yeah. Well, our next story gives me a little bit of hope, a little Good. tiny bit of hope. Let's have some hope. It's another international thing. Top federal drug official says there's no evidence that occasional marijuana use is harmful for adults. Somebody finally said it. The American, the head of American top federal drug research agency has says that she's yet to see evidence that occasional marijuana use by adults is harmful. 
fact, this weed is really good. We're all tripping over our words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is mm. none other. She is National can... Institute on Drug Abuse, NIDA, the director. Her name is Nora Volkow made the remarks in a recent interview. It's a notable admission, given that this agency has historically gone to great lengths to highlight the potential risks of cannabis consumption, the non-existent risks of cannabis consumption. Well, if Amy King is watching from Florida or Mexico, wherever she is, you will know that Amy absolutely hates and despises Nora Valkow. In the great halls of the great prohibitionists, she's right up there with Richard Nixon. <coughs> You know, she really is right up there. For her to say, for her to say, are we not so sure that cannabis in moderate use uh, is is quite harmful? We'll have to look into it. That's a big thing. Mm. It actually is a big thing. Mm. And thank you, Amy, for for bringing our attention to that. This was really interesting, and it gives us a bit of hope. It does. Her actual words were, there's no evidence to my knowledge that occasional adult marijuana use has harmful effects. I don't know of any scientific uh, evidence of that. Yeah. So that's fantastic. And this quote stood out in an article that was generally attempting to highlight possible risks of cannabis use. (laughs) 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 Beating them at the same game. Now imagine... The dude just being sentenced to 10 years. What is the harm of that huge? Okay, it was two and a half tons. What is the harm? They never ever established how. Who was he harming yeah. by transporting yeah, that truck the full of How many cans of patients? Yeah. How much oil? Yeah. How much, you know? Yeah. And that's the exactly. thing that's always uh, bothered me in court when you get uh, arrested for possession. Is there's no person standing on there's the no other victim. side. Saying this person hurt, hurt me. me, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Your Honor, yeah. this person yesterday in the street hurt me yeah. with his weed. He threw the whole yeah. bloody bag the whole at me. Brick hit me in the face. <laughs> yeah. 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 No yeah. one's saying insulted me. Yeah. <laughs> That's always been the no victim, no crime thing, you yeah. know. It's That's one of those mantras, one of those yeah. mantras. Well, Nora says there's not a victim inside. And she's been saying a few other things too. Has she? She yeah. has. Uh, now, this is certainly not to say that the NIDA director supports marijuana commercialization efforts. Yeah. to advocates, it's encouraging to see a federal health official. And she's also a psychiatrist. I did look her up today. Yes. I think that they, um, at one stage, Doctors for Life wanted to bring her here to be a part of the our opposition in court. Ah, but they decided to rather spend their budget on helping bring the protesters. Yeah, they rather yes, bust some processes up from KZN. <laughs> but advocates are saying it's encouraging to see a federal health official rely on the science and acknowledge that, as it stands, evidence yeah. hasn't pointed to any harm. She said in an op-ed earlier this month that stigma remains one of the biggest obstacles to confronting America's current drug crisis, and the government bears responsibility in perpetuating those stigmas. She said government policies, including criminal justice measures, often reflect and contribute to stigma. When we penalize people who use drugs because of an addiction, we suggest that their use is a character flaw rather than a medical condition. And when we incarcerate addicted individuals, we decrease their access to treatment and exacerbate the personal and societal consequences of their substance abuse. In other remarks, she also argued that there's no need for further research to prove that the criminalization of drugs has disproportionately impacted communities of color. There you go. She's starting to wake up. Yeah. Yeah, no, that certainly Sounds like is she's a, starting to wake up. It's a story of hope. 
I think we should point that out to our opposition. Does she still have much of an influence on, on policies? Oh, yeah. I think so in That's America, yes. How Niger. much would it piss Doctors for Life off if we brought her in as one of our <laughs> <laughs> evidence? I, I think Doctors for Life are a bit dead in the water. Yeah. Nobody's heard from them for a very long time, you know. There was that whole thing with the Quasis were bound to mission. Mm. On News 24, and, they were and very that's quiet their, that's their home base. So I think yeah. they've, they've been very, very quiet. Just a quick shout out from YouTube to Tommy LaRue. Away. Hi, Hi. Tommy. Tommy. Nigel Connell. Hello. Hello. Quinton. Quinton. Hey, Quinton. Ricky Stone. Oh, yeah. Wow, hang in, there on the, hang in there on the comments section. We've got a, um, a competition coming up for uh -huh. those people who've been commenting tonight. And hey, then Nigel Connell. What's up? Oh, we're tuning in. Thanks, Ricky, we miss you, brother. We're so sorry that you've been so busy. We're well, yeah. very proud of what fight. the work you're doing. Keep up the good fight. Keep you know it up. that Ricky Stone, um, our amazing friend and attorney from um, down there in the Eastern Cape, has been working on this shell matter with the shell seismic testing that's um, planned to happen off the wild coast. So. Well done, uh, brother, for uh, yeah, fighting the good fight for Mother Earth. It's yeah, very, very important. We hope. Yeah, well, that's it. And I find yeah. it just beautiful that exactly. it's a cannabis person who is fighting with so much passion and dedication it is. on the legal front. The, you know, the, it's all part, the part of the bigger the picture, is isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. It. Dale, what's up in your corner? So, we love the idea of cannabis private clubs, but uh, some people mm -hmm. apparently don't. Senior okay. State Law Advisor Saurel Roberts sees no place for private cannabis clubs in the amended Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill. Okay. He told Parliament's Just, Justice and Correctional Services Portfolio Committee on 23rd of November that he had considered incorporating the model but then decided against it. He said he acknowledges that in certain jurisdictions private cannabis clubs are allowed in respect of private use of cannabis. We did consider that, but it would require substantial regulatory oversight, inspection of facilities, and compliance over strains. Mm. <laughs> it, is, it is our submission that unpractical in South Africa situation to provide for cannabis clubs. Now, on that note, they, they shouldn't have any say in what strains I'm growing. No, <laughs> no, no exactly. <laughs> Red flag to a bull. Are they going to start like making like this? Randberg can do, you know, White Widow, and uh, Pretoria can do, uh, you know... No, you can't do White Widow. So, Ooh. not just private clubs, but it, this includes community grow-ups. These would be too complicated to police, and could be police? subject to multiple offences and duplicate reportings. Yep. Oh. What? Multiple offences and duplicate reportings, yeah. What, what, if, you, well, what if you have four kilograms and the man says, the man with four kilograms says he's growing for three other people and himself. Yeah. This causes an issue with police, he says, on, oh, how, on how they should um, go through the process yeah. of arresting him or charging him with what. Oh, oh okay. It's what they're trying to do is make sure that there's always a loophole to be able yeah, to Yeah, so he did, he did acknowledge that uh, the bill discriminated against large families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, they said that large families could have ten plants, whereas a small family could only have what is it, four or five plots. Mm -hmm. um, but this leaves people in rural situations um, very yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, no, exactly. They can't yeah. exactly grow that amount anyway. They need to grow more. You know, and it just, hundreds of plants. It just mm -hmm. totally ties into our first story on the INCB. Because mm -hmm. yeah. the INCB are trying to um, control and dictate 
to those very large families in the rural areas. Yeah, so Just the way that our government and this, uh, exactly. what is he, an advocate or whatever, this advocate is trying to dictate to those people in the rural areas. So it's, it's all just goes round and round and round and round. Um, so Robertson made it clear that the main purpose of the bill was to limit dealing. Yep. And that was why focusing on personal consumption in private space, for this reason the Department of Justice felt strongly about being very strict on the amount people can carry yeah. on them and grow. Okay. Because That's otherwise the they would have to be and counting, yeah. counting yeah. And, and what must the cops carry a scale with them when yeah. they start arresting mm -hmm. you or what? Yeah. What's the difference between dealing and trading? Well, they took Jules what and I wearing, to the like they took Jules and I to the Mildersdrift Spa to weigh our weed yeah. in front of everybody who was coming in for their morning milk and ciggies. Yeah. And there we were with all <laughs> this pile of weed. They'll use that, they'll use the butcher scale. Ridiculous. I mean, they know it's, it's right. Yeah. They know it's calibrated it's scale. Calibrated. Yeah. And I quote him: "Criminalization is necessary to ensure compliance. These measures are to make sure there is no large-scale dealing and to protect children." He did not envisage the expungement of criminal records and cannabis dealers, but only those who have been found guilty of possessing small amounts. Oh, I see. So they're going to sift through all of those criminal uh, records uh, and they're going to do so. It's still going to cost you 10,000 Rand to get rid of your criminal record, even if it was for small possession. Yeah. But you know what? There's always hope. We mm. can have, I mean, Osarol was sitting there in Parliament last week and sprouting on about cannabis clubs in a really, really ignorant way. But we must remember that that bill still has to go through the provinces. Mm, yeah. It's not up to that committee, no. that Justice and Correctional Services Department committee. They only start the Yeah, they only start the process now. And I think what they've done is that they've gone and had the most constrictive, restrictive mm. version of it, yeah. you know. Basically, they haven't changed it from when they brought it out. And then when it goes to the provinces, yeah. Fields of Green for All is still going to be writing a letter together with all this. We will also submit the INCB mm. thing to, to that committee. Um, and, and yeah, the show goes on, doesn't um, it? And you've been to the rural communities to try and see if they even have the capacity to grow there. Mm. But yeah. he rejected the notion that there was a shortage of private places in informal settlements. A private place is even your friend's room or even out in the field, etc. Uh, even out in the field. The field's not private, but that's what he said. No, he was uh, talking about the smoking. Oh, smoking, people were saying yeah. that if we had kids in the house, we don't have a private place to smoke. But, and then he went on to say, no, you can smoke at your friend's house mm. or even somewhere in the felt. Yeah. But how is the felt private? And, and, that was even, and that was even after he acknowledged um, the rustlers and traditional healers yeah. that they would be exempt from the limitations Some of cultivation. Form of that's what's not constitutional. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. what's not constitutional. Mm. You cannot single out one yes. group, but one religious them, yeah. group, and say, says, then we all become Rastafari. Because yeah, that's exactly why yeah. Rastafari even says, but I'll warn you, first attempt at but I'll warn you, there will be limitations even yeah. for those people. Yeah. Okay. So, so the church will be limited to growing plant amounts, they will be limited to amount of fish. Cannabis smoked in their rituals or whatever. No, that, they must just try and tell them how much they can smoke yeah, exactly. during their ritual. They'll tell them to go. Yeah. 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 Smoke a pipe. Yeah. Smoke a pipe, exactly. Yeah, smoke a pipe. Light the chalice. Yeah. yeah, and they even want to bring um, into the bowl THC limits for driving. Which we've spoken about before. Yeah, that's and how they could even possibly. They don't even do that in the United States or anything. He's, it seems like he has quite a lot of negative thoughts on on yeah. what's been happening around us. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah they don't even do that overseas, I don't even think. They haven't even got that. They haven't got it right because it there's, right. That, there's that <coughs> Michigan study. Was it Michigan or Minnesota or something? Michigan probably. Michigan, I think, study that was that is the blueprint for the driving mm. um, thing, and they proved it, and it's a peer-reviewed, whatever, yeah. study. So, you know, it's internationally recognized. But, you know, with the, with the Grow Clubs thing and saying there's going to be limitations, even in America, if you're a caregiver, there's limitations on how many patients you can take on. There's a limitation yes. then to what form of extractions you can either do. If you want to do hardcore extractions, you would need to get a um, signed-off area to do the extractions mm. in and all those things. Mm. So there are forms yeah. of, you know, making sure the people are safe and... You don't and it's say fair. you're growing for 20 people. I think that's a good idea. You know, that's so, like, a that's yeah. great that's idea. Yes. You know? Say you're allowed, you're limited to... 10 people. Yeah, 10, 20 patients. That's sure. it. Exactly. But that's, that's, why you have, that's why you have then cannabis you have, ombudsman. Yes, yeah, so and then you'll have 100 yeah. clubs and not exactly. just five. But yeah. Because exactly. it, it enables people then to yeah. be able to help the person exactly. because I don't want to go to your club. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't want to go to yeah, club, you you know, to the one out of ten. Oh. I want to go to the ten yeah. to twenty clubs. I mean, yeah. whatever. Like that's exactly. the thing. Like yeah, so, exactly. that's a great way. That, but I don't know. Like why won't we? But seeing that they want control. Yeah, you know that's yeah. the thing. They don't want to look at the you, different if you models. Play into their hand we look at these models. With something that you will also be happy with, they will take it. Where in yeah. America, I feel almost like the caregivers thing. Even though they're trying to get rid of it and limit it, also that's quite a nice way to have that in with them. Yeah. You know, and say, okay, well, because it's caregivers also medical. So then yes. it, it kind of goes together where he's also saying here about they're going to add vaping as a form of consumption. Yes. And then also change um, limitations to people growing food. Yes, so they want to change the English language. Oh, well. I see. Okay. So, so how about the Department of Justice and Corrections just signs themselves out of the entire conversation? Yeah. They're not yeah. needed. We don't so need jail, yeah. police, assault, and kidnapping, police. any of that. And and what is the reason that you don't want people dealing large amounts? Actually, if the plant's there's not no harmful, evidence. exactly. If there's no yeah. evidence, the plant is not harmful. What is the issue about a small family making a little bit of extra money every month to cover yeah. those yeah. Expen expensive petrol prices? Amongst others. <sighs> we've had a nice rant tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been one of those shows where we've just had a rant and a rant, and I think that. Um, yeah, you've got to keep these conversations going. It's yeah, really, really important. It. It's all very well to have our beautiful cannabis culture and all the fun that we have. Just before the show, we were speaking about Dan went to the one festival and his experiences there and whatever, whatever. But we need to have these serious conversations too. Mm. But there's always a bit of room in the show for a little bit of beauty. So we're going to move over to our Insta Your Gram competition. We hope that you've popped your beautiful weed and accessories pics. Um, yes. Into yes. Instagram with the tag hash, hashtag hotboxshow dot coza. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I can never remember. Anyway, it's yeah. in the description below. Uh, all the hashtags that you should use for the Instagram competition. And tonight we've got some finalists. And Dan's going to be choosing our winner tonight. Yeah. Dan's because Dan wasn't here last night. Probably like Auto Gorilla. Ginger Epsi. Nice. Yeah. delicate little beautiful leaves. That's nice. Under an HLD panel. Mm. No. Reaching yeah. for the lights. limiting beliefs. Teacher plant. I like, I like mm. that as well. White Alien Widow. Plantation. Haze. White Widow Haze. Ooh, wow, that's geez. a nice strain. Wow. Oh. Uh, like Ashka In the silence of these open <laughs> spaces, then we really have time to reflect on who we really are. We're almost ready to. 
Yeah. Guys okay. are feeling deep to yeah. with the inspirational yeah. lines. Is it? Ah, last season's Queen, Anne, Queen Anne's Revenge, bred by Subcool. Subcool, eh? Nice. I'm a trimming nerd, so I really like that. You really like that? That, that nicely trimmed bud in the hand. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's have a look at the bud again. We need light to get to the bottom, guys. Yeah. Pick up those nerds. Those pistols are just asking for pollen. They're stretching. I like that. I think that's flower. very original. <laughs> yeah, chronic cultivation. Oh. Yeah, where's the nug? It didn't come around again. That was one boy. It's doubled up this one. Is the nug one boy? There we go. There we go. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's Afrikaans for organic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying no bottle newts. No. So Hello, you Jacques, any, if you're watching. Don't buy any bottle newts. Ah, I see. Newts. Yeah, it was all cane inputs and whatnot. So all oh, newts, okay. Leaf molds yeah. and things. Yeah. Okay, who's it going to be? I think this one. Chronic cultivation essay. I think it's quite. Do you like yeah, this I also like it's the, original. Uh, yeah, it's something new. It's something different. It's it's cool. Mm. We've never seen that. It's yeah. standard. Yeah. White ash. She's basically trying to show the white ash that it's a good clean smoke. So yeah. Yeah. Well done. Chronic, Chronic cultivation. Cult it's yours. Cultivation. Please get hold of I us tobacco, right? with your details. Like yeah. Lots of ways to get hold of us as usual. Um, Check out our Fields of Green for All uh, website. Go to the <coughs> South African affiliate page and always remember to support those who support uh, legalization in South Africa, in Africa, and for the rest of the world. Um, so we're looking forward to getting your details so that we can send you your lucky packet that you won. Mm. Yeah. And, and and then while we before we sign out we've got a weekly calendar. There's so many things happening oh, yes, this course. weekend. Before I start, if you're in Joburg, if you've got nothing to do on Saturday, if you're cool like us, please type the words "Happy Birthday Greenside." The first ten people will be getting a free ticket to the Greenside second birthday this week on Saturday. Yeah. And your marks get said go. Dan's writing down the, the, the names. Write <laughs> down the first ten names. Your names will be at the door, the first ten people yeah. to say Happy birthday, Greenside. Happy birthday, Greenside. So, uh, the weekly calendar this week, I just want to start off by saying one of our affiliates, Hemporium, I don't think it's just for this week, I, I imagine it's for the month of December. Mm -hmm. They've got a really good special on with uh, CBD, buy two, get one free. A pack which is it looks absolutely amazing there's different flavors and that is the things. real deal CBD if that's what floats your boat yeah it really is it's yeah. the real deal is CBD and then absolutely luxurious gift sets something for him something for her something for your baby that's got fur um, <laughs> gift boxes that you, you know sent all Christmas presents it's that time again so do pop down onto the Hemporium website and have a look at that it's all about sustainable gift giving if that's the thing that you do at this time of the year as well mm. I think that it's really good to support um, cannabis companies it's been difficult for all small businesses over and the Tony last has 18 been months a support of fields of green for all like yeah. I'm gonna say since day one and you know since before day one actually I love Emporium's cosmetics mm. I love their clothes um, 
uh, yeah, you can even get amazing fabric from them. So, yep, Hemporium for the win. Fantastic. So, this weekend, DeJoint have got a full weekend festival going on. Uh, Friday, it's the sunset, it's the tapas and tunes, it's the nice. fresh food by Sub Rosa Casina. Uh, tunes by the one and only Mike Lazar. Really? I should, I might need to go to that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Saturday, <laughs> uh, they've got, uh, they're calling it the Hearties Business Day Jamboree, uh, breakfast business networking sessions, stalls, talks, podcasts, uh, live music. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And then Sunday, again, early breakfast with Sabrona Cucina, um, sing and dance until the sun sets over the be beautiful community. They've got loads of uh, live music, DJs, absolutely amazing. Free entry for the joint and Grow On Africa members or 30 Rand per day or 50 Rand for a ticket for the whole weekend. Do go to their social medias to find out how to get into that. Then on Saturday, Mary Jane's Hacienda, it's going down. It's the official Hef's, Hef's House warm-up party, a showcase of South African underground talent in a build-up to the final Hef's House of, of 2021, which will be the 16th of December. I've been checking out their promos online, and mm. it looks like a pretty cool job. Oh, dude, he's, yeah. it, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. There's some amazing. awesome DJs as well. Oh, absolutely. So that is going to be from 4 until like 11. And then the last thing is the birthday bonanza. So it's the Greenside's second birthday from 12, I think it is, until like 11 p.m. 100 bucks entrance, unless you uh, can send us your name for a ticket. Um, if you come up with a health and wellness business card of your own business or a cannabis industry business card, you can get in half price. Otherwise, it's 100 bucks at the door. It gets you a goodie bag. It gets you a drink on entry. They've got live music. They've got talks and presentations through the day. There's competitions. I know Lee Folo's doing a thing there. They've got amazing food, amazing vibes. So the green side. Happy birthday, green side. I'm going to be there. I'm, yeah, I'm go, already Go decided. support who's going to be our newest affiliate. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. You can sign up yes. as an affiliate. Got you guys. <laughs> and um, that's what I have to say about that. the events. Those are the ones I know about. It, it, yeah. It's great that there's so many events happening and that things I are just great. jamming yeah. with cannabis yeah. and it's becoming like a cool More vibe. Summer. And people see that also it's a cool, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good vibe, you know, there's no problem. There's summer no and weed. There's like no better combo. No, exactly. Really. Yeah. Well, exactly. it's being proven over and over again. I mean, even like with that golf day that we had the day, usually golf days get debaucherous. And when we left that golf day, the guys were like so taken aback how it was actually so flawless. There yeah. was no like drunk oaks falling around, making shit, causing cluck on the course or anything like that. It was like yeah. just, yeah. just and everyone was just yeah. integrated with each other. And we're like, cool, this works. It's fine. Chilled. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what better place to, to go and spend a chill time than in your local cannabis club? Yeah. So we've got the um, results of our poll here. And do you think that cannabis clubs would be too difficult to regulate? Um, yes, especially if the final laws do not remove the police from the realm of our plant, said 6%, because there's not very much hope that they're going to do that. No, it shouldn't be harder than any other type of private club worth a resounding 78%. And maybe it depends on how cumbersome the final laws will be in that 17%. And I think that that kind of makes sense. Uh, with the whole club thing because some people are still quite quite skeptical mm. but thanks for voting in our in our poll and we'll always try and um, 
try and come up with a, a different one every week so that mm -hmm. we can keep the conversation going. Awesome. But it's been great to um, be with you here for episode 199, that's 199, and please watch our social media and uh, subscribe. Next week, the big yep. 200. subscribe to Fields of Green for All's newsletter because we will certainly be announcing um, uh, what we're going to be doing for our 200th uh, anniversary next Thursday night. So please join us on mm. the airwaves next Thursday at 7 o'clock. Live and unpredictable from the the we'll be from show. the Alchemy Studio next week. Yes, so we're going mm -hmm. to be uh, broadcasting from the Alchemy Studio. So if you've never heard of the Alchemy Studio, join us next week to find out what it's all about. I mm. think we're all quite Very cool. um, we're all quite excited about that. We're going to go back to our traditional Burgos roles for yes. the occasion and uh, <laughs> maybe have some yes. chips today. We haven't didn't even have chips on the table. Balls rolls and chips. Um, maybe some, we made maybe us some fudge, fruit. But we've, yeah, we have fruit. fruit. We'll wow. do the bowl of fruit mm. just like. Bad wow. movies. <laughs> so next week will be something special. It'll probably be a be a, a longer show than normal. But watch our social media and see how you can participate in that show. Particularly if you're a longtime supporter of the Hot Box Show. Yes. Four years on, even just over four years on, 199 episodes and counting down to our 200th birthday. Mm -hmm. So signing off from around uh, the table tonight, we have Dale. No, you're right. Grow your own. Stay safe and choose happy. And you better like one up for Jules. Thanks for watching.